Are you embarrassed? I give you my business card, sir, if that's a problem. Are you embarrassed? You're embarrassed. You're embarrassment. You're an embarrassment. So what do you think about how Christopher Columbus uh, cut off the hands of people and didn't bring him enough gold? Hey, they were fucking savages back then. They all This guy just hit me in the head. Sir, can I have my bike back? Sir, let me have my bicycle. Oh yeah, my favorite podcast is the Sick and Wrong Podcast. Cause it's a very good podcast. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a funny, 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 funny show. Sick and Wrong Podcast. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Harrison. Harrison, I'm at wit's end. I'm at wit's end, I tell you. That's, uh, isn't that like a little city in uh, the land of Azeroth in World of Warcraft? Wit's end? It might be, but I kind of want to yeah. leave there. Um, yeah, okay. I've, been, uh, I've been going through a hellish ordeal. Um, Trying to find a goddamn apartment in this jerkwater burg. Oh yes, it's it's rough, man. Mm. I mean, you haven't had to do it in a long time. Neither have I, and uh, I've made some crucial mistakes as being a uh, a longtime denizen of Los Angeles. I gave mm. up a rent control apartment mm-hmm. um, to move in with my girlfriend. Right now, that relationship has uh, has dissolved. And I need to they move do. out, as they mm. do. Um, not really going to go into that here. Not the time mm. nor place. But uh, as fate would have it, I have to find an apartment. So I found one. And it was, it was interesting because I haven't had to like, you know, I was worried, but I had a month. I was like, you know, I'm going to move out end of, end of June. Beginning of June, found an apartment. Found one two doors down from... Uh, two buildings down from where I used to live, kind of near you over in uh, the Hollywood area. Mm-hmm. Everything was golden. Everything was aces. Perfect place, central air. Not even that expensive. I mean, more expensive, obviously, than my rent-controlled apartment that I gave up, like a fool. Um, but it wasn't that bad. I mean, it was like, I don't know, like $1,700 for a one-bedroom with decent size, central air. Everything was aces. And so I went over there, put my money down, put a deposit, went over to go sign the lease. And we, I went into detail on this on the uh, Patreon outtakes uh, last week, but right. went to go sign the lease and a fucking cockroach crawls across the wall. And I was like, what the hell is that? What, what is that? She's like, oh, don't worry, don't worry about it. You know, every <laughs> building has maybe one or two. And I'm like, really? And so I'm like, Okay, hold on a second. So I go under the sink. Just was to she look. really? Was she actually really a thousand cockroaches in a woman's suit? Is that what you happened? Know, actually, what I think she going? was. Okay, I think she was because they're crawling out of her mouth and like <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know in their in her ears. But I uh, I went under the sink to look, and there's like a hole in the wall behind mm. the sink, and I put put a pen in there, and like I don't know, a horde of cockroaches mm. came out of this hole. I mean, that was probably like a hundred. And I just jumped back, like, what the fuck? And she's like, oh, well, we just sprayed, so they're probably looking for a place to die. 
I'm like, I, I, you have an infestation. Aren't we all, you have an infestation in this place. I mean, they were like everywhere. And after I started looking like in cabinets above the oven, there's just cockroaches everywhere. And so, didn't you like hit the vent of the stove or something, and they fell? Yeah, like, above the yeah. Uh, above the okay. stove, I pounded on it, and just like yeah. twenty cockroaches just fall out. <laughs> and she's just like, "Yeah, they're still looking for a place to die." Mm. Mm. And so I was like, "No, I can't. I can't take this place." And at this point, you know, it's already like June sixteenth, so mid month. Mm. So then I was like, "All right, well, I already put a deposit to hold the place, fifteen hundred dollars." The company. That uh, it's like a, one of those like rental company slumlords that just own like thirty buildings. Oh yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it's like, and you know what the weirdest thing about it is, it they're almost all Armenian in L.A., which is pretty common. Um, oh yeah. But it's not the men who run the place; it's their evil, domineering wives that run these businesses, and they are soulless harpies. They are very difficult to deal with. This woman was like. I'm not going to give you your $1,500 deposit back. And I was like, really? Because then I was thinking, is this going to be a small claims court situation? I I can't tell you how many things I've had to serve for that exact same situation. And they're almost impossible to find. Try tracking those motherfuckers down. Well, she was, yeah, I wonder what, like, you know, they live like out in Calabasas or something in their mansions. You got to get a real giant roach trap. Well, I was, so I said to her, I was like, I'm like, well, what do you mean? She's like, well, you put this deposit down on a place, we'll find you another place because they own all these mm. buildings. So I had mm. to go out with this like disaffected hipster guy that must have been one of their children. And we uh, went to go look at a bunch of uh, different apartments and they're all like $1,900 for something that's like 700 square feet, which mm. isn't even that large. Like your apartment's right. probably bigger than that. And But I mean, you've lived there for a while, so you pay less. But anyway, we go to see all these units and I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to rent any of these apartments. You know, I'm going to try to try to find something on Craigslist. But where do you look for apartments these days? Like, is it still Craigslist? Or there's all sorts of options. There's like Hotpads yeah. and Zillow and Apartments.com. Half the, ads are, that, well, yeah. half the ads yeah. are fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you go there and they're like, oh, yeah, this place is 2,000 mm. square feet. And then you and then there's no call, like there's no phone number to call. So you email, and then they're like, "Oh, just go here and, and f- fill out an application." And you click on this site, and it's like twenty five dollars for a credit check. And you're like, this isn't even. I don't even want this. I'm trying to find an apartment. And then but the craziest thing about it is how uh, a lot of these places don't have refrigerators. Like that's an LA thing. Like no refrigerator. Never heard of that, but sure. But, it's bizarre to me. Who carries a refrigerator around from apartment to apartment? Like, I've never had to buy a refrigerator. In San Francisco, in Chicago, in New York, I've never had to buy a refrigerator. This is the first city I've ever lived in where you have to buy your own fucking refrigerator. And, and on top of that, I went to an apartment yesterday, and it's like, it's crazy now, because now if it's a, a decent-sized apartment that's under $1,800 in Los Angeles, there's like 10 people there and everyone has to social distance and wear masks. It's, it's crazy. It's like competition. And most of the, most of these people are all from either New York or San Francisco. And so when they come down here and they see an apartment for $2,000 for one bedroom, they're like, this is a steal. And so that's why you're priced out. I'm priced out of, of Hollywood because it's fucking ridiculous. I'm not going to pay $2,200 for one bedroom to live in Los Feliz. 
Like, why would you do that? I'd rather yeah. move to North Hollywood. I'm that much of a Jew. It's like, sure. fuck that. Um, right. But anyway, people from uh, New York, Manhattan, or uh, San Francisco come here, and they're like, $2,200 for one bedroom is a steal. Because in San Francisco, it's $2,800 for one bedroom. Yeah, it's crazy. And that's like a low-end one bedroom. Most of them yeah. are around $3,000. So here it's like, that's why rents are going up. But anyway, I go to this place. There's like 10 people. We all have our applications out ready to, you know, ready to give her a PayPal, her the deposit. I go in here. Not only does this place not have a refrigerator, it doesn't have a stove. And so I said to the lady, because what they do is one person can go in at a time and everyone has to wait. So I was like the third person to go in. I'm walking around. I'm like, how, how come there's no stove? Is, are you going to put one in? She's like, no, that's, that's what everyone does. You bring your own refrigerator and your own stove. And I'm like, <laughs> who, who the fuck does that? Rent-a-center. It's called rent-a-center. <laughs> well, first of all, I've never even bought a stove before, but do you mm. want me to hook a stove up to the gas in this apartment? Oh, yeah, you just pull the gas line out, <laughs> you know, and just... Uh... I don't just know, put that, uh, you know, chip at it with a pickaxe, the gas line, for a little while till it opens up. Just tighten up you know? that thingamajig thing right there, that yeah, nozzle. Yeah, yeah. You know, just put yeah. it in. You know what? Mm-hmm. Who would do that? Like, I, mm-hmm. I, that's what I said to her. I'm like, you want me to hook yeah. up the oven? She's like, well, you could. You could. Just go buy <laughs> one on Craigslist. They cost $100. I'm mm. like, ovens cost $100 on Craigslist. Mm. You know, first of all, Jews don't even really like ovens. Just to no, put it, no. you know, we don't, we don't, I mean, I've never had to buy one. I don't even want to, I don't even want to deal with one personally. And, uh, so anyway, yeah, I, that place, one bedroom, 1950, hmm. right over in uh, Hollywood and I think it was like Hollywood and Gower, 1950 for one bedroom, no refrigerator, no stove. And what do you do when you move? Do you just bring the stove and a refrigerator around with you? Yeah. <laughs> How do you yes. move that? Right. I mean, a fucking refrigerator weighs like, I don't know, 300 pounds. Mm. Fucking retarded. I mean, rotundo. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, so it's been an ordeal. I haven't found a place. I have movers next Saturday. And yeah, trying to find something. Might end up moving to North Hollywood, which is disconcerting. I never really wanted to live out there. But uh, it's fine. It's getting totally desperate. Fine. I'm getting yeah. desperate, Harrison. You just said it's a bohemian part of North Hollywood. So. Well, I don't know yeah. if, I mean, maybe it is, but when I went there today, there's this like group of hipsters mm-hmm. in this, uh, it's kind of like one of those apartments, sort of like yours, where there's mm-hmm. like a courtyard with a pool and all mm-hmm. the apartments are around the perimeter of the pool. Sure. And there are these like tattooed ponytail beard guys hanging out. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them had a bongo drum. And I was like, <laughs> so I was like, oh, hey, uh, yeah. is this a nice area? He's like, dude, it's so chill. It's so <laughs> chill here. You'd love it, man. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I mean, it'd be kind of cool to have a two-bedroom. He's like, what do you do? Are you a mm-hmm. musician? I was like, no, I'm a podcaster. He's like, that's yeah. rad. And I was yeah. like, yeah, you know, I might make a, you know, one of the rooms like a sound studio or something. He's like, mm-hmm. that's what we all do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, we're all musicians. Mm. So I was like, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> there are a lot of musicians in North Hollywood because they have a lot of like lockout studios you can rent for like five hundred dollars a month for to rehearse or record or do whatever. Oh, maybe that's why these guys I've are probably. I mm. picture some like neo folk type of Bonavere type of band. That's what I'm yeah, picturing. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, and they probably record their vocals in their in their apartment. And they, they're the ones who snatch up all the good fucking, you know, psychedelic vintage clothes out of the from the thrift stores, you know, before you even get there. That is true. They're fucking album covers and shit. Yeah, I mean, especially L.A. hipsters. And these are the type of guys that used to probably live in Hollywood, but now they can't afford it. Or Silver Lake yeah. or Echo Park, and now they have to move right. out. You know, they got to move out to North Hollywood because that's, that's where all the hipsters live. So I wonder if I'm going to be like, you know, that divorced 45-year-old guy who's just like hanging out with these young dudes. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like when Millhouse got a divorce. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward Sleep, to that. Sleep in a race car. I sleep in a race car. Mm. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I'm hoping I can uh, lock down an apartment, find that uh, a treasure of an apartment here in oh Los Angeles, God. if possible. I don't oh know if that's God. I don't know if that's going to be possible, um, okay. but I'm hoping I can by uh, by the end of the week. Just save us both the indignity of this segue, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I thought I'd fit that I, in for you. I, I'm from you know I'm I'm from a more I don't know I guess I'm from a more avant-garde uh, school of DJ. If I had my way, we would just transition each section with uh, screeching verses from the Tibetan Book of the Dead instead of uh, like a segue. That's I would rather have everything. like a toilet flush sound or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, and then we'd move into the next topic. Or yeah. maybe like one of those like little bike horns. Or like that yeah. uh, sound from like when you lose on The Price is Right. Like burp, 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 <laughs> burp, burp. <laughs> And then we just go into the next so, topic. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Anyway, mm. This topic is all Harrison. I'm just going to preface yeah. it with that. I have had no time to really uh, do much planning for the show other than finding mm -hmm. articles and things like that. So I was like, Harrison, this intro topic is all you. And so you're like, let's talk about some buried treasure. Yeah. And it was weird because it was like, I feel like sometimes it's like, oh, we could do this or this or this or this. This week it was like, there are two things we can do and that's it. <laughs> I don't know what else to do. I, I have um, like a backlog of things that I want to talk about. And plus, fan, I love mm -hmm. it when I love it when listeners suggest topics. And yeah, I, you know, we have a bunch of topics that listeners suggest that we didn't even get to, but I haven't even had a chance all week to even look into it. Yeah, and I renamed the Discord. I haven't looked at it yet, though. But I renamed the Discord channel where you can submit ideas for topics and news stories and bippity bop. Whatever. Would you rename it? Garbage Something dump? like. No, just oh. something that what it really is like suggestion for stories or whatever. <laughs> uh, because before it was just like, it was like, uh, you know, screaming into the whirlwind, Job's fortuitous, you know, rebellion. Again. I don't even know. That's it was just cryptic. some nonsense title that, yeah, it was very cryptic and yeah. made no sense. Uh, nobody knew what the hell they were supposed to be doing there. So. You got to be Fix obvious that. if you want something good. But yeah, hey. we have a backlog. Feel free mm. to send in topic ideas. Yeah. Harrison and I also like have some that we have bookmarked. It's just I didn't get to it. So this week, mm. it's all Harrison. So yeah, this wouldn't be a problem for you. Fine, I got to go. This wouldn't be a problem for you finding an apartment if you could just, um, you know, find a bunch of mysterious gold tied to an ancient conspiracy. I still think I'd have an issue finding an apartment in Los Angeles probably, with the gold. Would. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah. make decent money still, mm. and I have great credit. Still hard to yeah. get a to get a job here. Or yeah, there are a lot here. of those roach uh, roach people. 
know? <laughs> you so. can never trust those roach people no, it, you in can't. their skin suits. Yeah. If, if their yeah, skin is loose fitting, they're probably filled with roaches. You could tell because they don't they can't really speak English too well. They're like, you know, when you move in, will you leave tender vittles kitchen? Tender vittles. That's exactly the uh, yeah. type of inflection she had. Like That's it was like she to, couldn't pronounce yeah. words properly. Her jaw wasn't moving. She like yeah, right, her yeah. peripatetic movements. I was like, there's something yeah. weird about her. But this apartment is central air. Yeah. So I was willing That's to overlook right. it until I saw yeah. her horde of uh, cockroach innards fly out, fly yes. out everywhere. You know. That's right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this is the the mystery of Renle Chateau. Rene Which is a tiny little town located in the Languedoc region of France. I believe that's how you say that. It's like southern France. Uh, southern France yeah. in the, uh, the Pyrenees. Steep there in the, the Pyrenees Mountains, not too far from uh, the city, the ancient walled city of Carcassonne. Uh, a co-worker of mine went there last mm. year on a, uh, the first like, romantic trip with his new girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, they went there, and I guess he wanted to go see all of the, uh, like all the historical sites, and yeah, she yeah. was bored to tears. That's a total nerd trip. Yeah, that area. Because I did I that. I went there in two thousand. I went there in two thousand four, and I went through all that shit, man. I went because because right down that area, you got Carcassonne, uh, all the all the different um, hot spots of the Albigensian heresy, the Cathars. Um, where the the church launched the Albigensian crusade against them. Is it the Knights Templar? Their fortress. It's some shit for the Knights Templar there, yeah. Mm. But uh, the Cathars and uh, the Holy Grail and all sorts of madness. Is that the Merovingians? Yes. I think, I I don't know if it's a Merovingian. Merovingian, I'm not sure. Um, But yeah, so uh, a lot of this comes from a lot of the interest in this in recent times, at least, because uh, this is a tiny little town. I don't even know how many people. It could be like maybe a hundred people live in this town. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's in the Pyrenees. In the Pyrenees, um, and uh, I went there, and I was went there like I was a big fat guy traveling around Europe, <laughs> and I was on. I had rented a car and I was driving around going to like Holy Grail sites in Germany and France. This Were you looking for the Holy Grail? Yes, oh, on a quest. And it was weird. I climbed up Mont Segur, which I took about I don't know. It was like three miles up a mountain, so it was hard to get up. Like, and I was not in shape at all. And I climbed up there, and then there were these like Spanish troubadours at the top, and they're like, as soon as I got there, they're like, "Congratulations, you are now a knight of the Holy Grail." Hmm. All right. I'm like, cool. Were so, you hallucinating? Add that no. No, nope. add that to my list of titles, please. Webby Award winning, uh, you know, Knight of the Holy Grail. Oh. So, boom. All right. Yeah, uh, yeah so they, the, this goes back to Beringer Saunier, S-A-U-N-I-E-R-E, who was a priest in uh, late 19th century, in the late 19th century. He took over that parish. Which basically just had like a chapel that was kind of fucking falling apart and nothing really to speak of. And he wasn't started he, renovate. Wasn't he kind of know. a sketchy priest, this guy? 
He was, and we'll get into why yeah, he was, yeah. because he at first he was just a regular asshole, and then he started renovating the church, and according to some workmen, he like found, they moved a column or some shit, and he found uh, a vial with like some parchments in it, and then he like dug around some more and found some other parchments, and then at night, he was seen digging in the fucking cemetery, and he apparently dug up the tomb of this like countess from like uh, one or two hundred years back, who also had parchments in her shed and had like a secret code on her tombstone and all this shit. Wait, wait. So, <clears throat> what were these parchments? Like, what was on the parchments? Was he trying well, to find like the treasure or holy grail? Yeah, they were coded. Like? Basically, there were coded, coded text on these parchments, um, but. What we know is that all of a sudden, once he like he d- did a lot of digging, and then I think he took maybe like one trip to to Carcassonne to talk to like the bishop or the archbishop of the area, and then all of a sudden he got like cash. All of a sudden he had like millions of francs at the time, Whoa. which was like it would be like yeah, it would be like having I don't know twenty million dollars all of a sudden, you know. And he was in debt, like he was in poverty for a while. Yeah. So it was kind of like sudden nothing. wealth. Yeah, sudden wealth. So he built like, he rebuilt Suspicious. the entire chapel. He built this crazy tower library. He built like a weird kind of like special greenhouse and had a bunch of exotic pets in there. You know, mm. he was just like fucking, you know, he was flexing. He was like the Tiger right? King. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He had, uh, you know, meth boyfriends. He had all sorts of shit. <laughs> three Crazy. meth boyfriends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all had maybe like 15 yeah. teeth between the three of them. Bunch and of shitty he lived tattoos. With, he lived with this housekeeper, um, Marie Denarnot, Madame Denarnot, who is also his, quote, lifelong companion. Oh, that's interesting. I think they be banging. I read that My... she was accused of digging through graves with him. Yes. And she claimed to know a secret that would make him extremely wealthy. However, um, prior to her death, I guess no. That she... was that. That was after uh, after the the priest died. Oh. She yeah. She lived there on her own for a while, and then these this family had to come take care of her. And she used to be like, I know, there's enough gold under here to feed the entire town for 300 (laughs) years. And you'll have some money, don't worry. And then she had a stroke and couldn't speak anymore. She couldn't write her So she could never tell them. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Could you imagine that? Just spit it out. Come on. Yeah, yeah. It's like she's like uh, a Breaking Bad with a bell, like bing, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, uh, that's frustrating. That's worse than not being able to find an apartment. So there's like a bunch of people who studied this shit. And um, there are a bunch of weirdos in the 50s who like, you know, published a book uh, about the um, about the parchments and about the whole mystery. And in the 70s, there was so much digging around like they some guy was like digging a tunnel into the whole town and like collapsed a building. They actually had to make a law like you can't dig in the fucking town, you assholes. Like they but were these all serious. treasure seekers? Yeah, this and that's the great thing about this place. If you go to this town, it's just weirdos. It's just, this whole area. It's just because you gotta, you gotta. There's so many caves. There's uh, the what are those caves? Those ancient giant caves where there's all 
like the first cave paintings are in there. Oh, the, yeah, I forget yeah, what the yeah, cave's yeah. called. But it's right, there's so many cave formations in those mountains. And that was like the Merovingians lived there. The Visigoths were chased by the Romans through there. The Templars went through there when they were fleeing. The Cathars were there. There were so many like weird groups that were fleeing from other groups. And like the, fe- the idea that there's treasure and shit hidden around there isn't crazy. No, and in I mean, fact, it's, it's it's within the realm of reason. I mean, think about yeah. you know, all these different groups who could have possibly been hiding treasure. Or well, the, the thing that I read about was the treasure of Blanche de Castile. What what is that? Is that what they're looking what for? About. I've never heard. Of, I don't know. I don't know. What that I know is. it said here. I, mean, I might be saying it wrong, but it mm-hmm. said that Saunier was in possession of parchments which he found while renovating the church, and he dug up from graves, and these were linked to the treasure of Blanche de Castile, which supposedly amounted to 28,500,000 gold pieces. And that was the treasure of the French crown assembled by Blanche de Castile, who is the wife of uh, Louis VIII, to pay the ransom of her son, Louis IX, who was captured during a crusade. And that, the surplus is hidden there. Yeah, there's a lot of different theories about what this treasure is. You know, so there, I mean, you get, there's a whole fuck ton of books that have been written about this. The most famous, not counting the Da Vinci Code, because I'm not even going to get into that because it's <laughs> the, the Da Vinci thing trailer. ever made. Yeah. That, I, I, I never read the book. I saw the movie. There, there's, a, there's a part of the movie where they illustrate exactly what's going on with Ian McKellen giving like a PowerPoint presentation for 10 minutes. <laughs> That's part of the movie. That's like was he a professor or something? Yeah, yeah. It's just he's giving a PowerPoint presentation for ten minutes. That's how terrible that film is. Did there's you, a book called Holy did, Blood, Holy Grail? Did you which, uh, uh, did you get a chub during the self flagellation scene? No, no, not at all. Not no. even, not no. even a little bit. I don't like. I don't. I don't. Albinos don't do it for me. You know what I'm <laughs> no. Um, so wait, yeah, and but yeah, Holy Blood, Holy Grail is the most famous one. And there's there's different ideas as to what this treasure is. Some say it's gold. Some people are like, well, what did he find out? Well, what he had to have found out was a secret that the Catholic Church paid him off for. What could that secret have been? It must have been that Jesus Christ and Mary Magdalene had children and that that bloodline are the true kings of France. Oh, yeah. Why would which, they be the kings of France? Like, if Mary Magdalene and well, Jesus had children, wouldn't they be living in the Middle East somewhere? This is, everything is Eurocentric, you know? Like, any, any, most of the things that we read are Eurocentric. What, so people. Jesus was like, Mary, let's go to the south of France and fuck. Well, there's like, jo- Joseph of Arimathea, supposedly, after Jesus died, he's like, fuck, this blows. I'm going to take like a butt like this, the, what's left of this cross and this blood that I took from Jesus on the cross. Just like, just give, give, give me a little bit of your blood. I'm going to take a little of your blood. You know what? And some of your sweat. I bet I could sell this later. I'm going to, I'm going to go. And then he took, he, he went in a boat and he sailed to England. And that's where Glastonbury is. That's the whole point of Glastonbury is that Joseph of Arimathea went there with the Holy Grail, right? Is that, wait, so is the Holy Grail supposed to be in England? It's supposed to be in England. It's supposed to be in France. It's supposed to be in Spain. It, whoever whoever is like talking about it, it's there. You know, it's in Turkey. It's where it's wherever you want it to be. Because a so lot we, of this is like the real treasure is friendship. 
Like, <laughs> like this. <laughs> there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that kind of shit in this, you know. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and again, I think I mentioned it in uh, episode or two ago. Rat Scabies in the Holy Grail is oh, yeah, a very yeah, yeah. good book about this, where the drummer from the damn Rat Scabies is like super into this mystery and gets this uh, journalist caught up in it. Um, I meant so, to yeah. pick up that book. Actually, I forgot about Holy that. Blood, Holy Grail, which was written by three guys. One of which was, uh, I think, is Henry Lincoln. He used to host like BBC documentaries in the seventies and eighties and nineties, and it was one of those. He was one of those guys, like uh, not like who's the guy who raped children? Jimmy Savile. Jimmy Savile. He didn't rape children, but he was one of those things where it's like, oh, you're a host on TV. Here's you want us to sacrifice your ch our children to you? He's like, no, I'll just, I'll just make a lot of money selling, writing weird books about the Holy Grail. Thank you very much. For some reason, God, England is British just like, cult oh, and personalities. Why don't you run a hospital? Why don't you? Why don't you? You know. Well, that, that's the what thing with Jimmy Savile. Yeah. It was like yeah. he it was well known <laughs> that he was a nonce. But then when he started yeah. fucking corpses, that's when everyone's like, that's a little weird. That's a little yeah. weird, this guy. There's something yeah. off about him. He's a bit peculiar. You the know? guys who wrote Holy Blood, Holy Grail actually sued Dan Brown. Uh, <laughs> oh, did they really? Unsuccessfully, though. They did, yeah. Well, because he kind of lifted their entire premise. He did. You know? He so, did, but the thing is that they didn't make up that premise. No, but I mean, I, it's... I think was the court the, case. But they claim yeah. that... Uh, so this book came out in 1982. Uh mm -hmm. I guess uh, he co-wrote it with Michael Bajant and Richard Lee. And they yes, claim that uh, Sonnier discovered proof, possibly the marriage certificate, that Jesus and Mary Magdalene were married and their descendants became the Merovingian dynasty. Yes, um, as opposed to the Carolingian dynasty, which were the people who, <laughs> who ended up actually ruling France. Like Charlemagne and King Charles the whatever and fucking uh, Jimmy the Fat and Ronald the Stupid and like all those I, I'm not even barely making those names up. There's like, like Donnie the Simple and you know <laughs> Billy the, the Fat. Yeah, but so the book had several hypotheses. Uh, uh -huh. The possibilities this was a secret of the Priori of of Sion. That uh, Pierre Plantard could have been the descendant of Jesus Christ, and that the source of Sonia's wealth could have involved blackmailing of the Vatican. It should also be said that Pierre Pierre Plantard, whatever the fuck his name is, he actually did time in prison, much like Joseph Smith for for con man heresy. Oh, yeah. Um, so, and he was also kind of a collaborator with the Nazis for a little while, and. Uh, and then later was like, no, I was with the resistance. Well, um, I was so he was a big, insane weirdo. Well, I was reading that Sonny A actually had to appear before an ecclesiastical trial to face charges of mass trafficking, like receiving money from masses that he never actually performed, which I, I didn't even know so. when they did that. So he was found guilty, yeah. suspended the priesthood. And when they asked him to produce his account books, he's like, nah, and just never attended the trial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, show us your tax returns. He's like, like nah. he's like no. Trump. No, I'm not <laughs> he's, he's like Trump. Returns. He's like, nah, I'm not going yeah, yeah, to yeah. do that. <laughs> They're going to vote for me anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he pissed some people off. That's for sure. Now, here's there's there's so much like weird code breaking and treasure hunting and crazy nonsense involved in this because 
the 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 um the actual pe- parchments are written in some crazy script but it's like it it wasn't that hard to decode hmm. like there's like different i'm not going to get into code breaking methods cuz i'll fall asleep but um they figured out they decoded it fairly easily and i i can read you two of the main parchments if you wish the whole thing or just paraphrase no they're it. short Oh, okay. Sure. All right. They're parched. They're little pieces of paper, you know? Okay, so the first one said, This treasure belongs to Dagobert II, king to Sion. And he's there, dead. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and, and it's not Zion, it's Sion, S-I-O-N. And Dagobert II was, I think, the last king of France who was actually part of the Merovingian dynasty. It's a great name. Yeah. Dagobert. Can name my next cat that. King Dagobert II, <laughs> incorrigible playboy of the French Riviera and heir to the Merovingian dynasty. Tonight on The Rich and the Famous. What was it called? Lifestyles of, <laughs> Lifestyles the, rich of the Rich and, and famous. famous. I'm Robin Leach. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Just call me Dag. Yeah. Uh, Dag, yo. Dag. So, um, and then the other one says. Shepherdess, no temptation that Poisson Tenier, Poisson and Tenier are famous painters, so you know, um, hold the key. Piece 681 by the cross, and this horse of God, I complete or destroy uh, this demon guardian at noon, blue apples. All right, I'm confused, but I've never yeah. been really, uh, never had a penchant for code breaking. Yeah, I'm just I'm so just there's different. There's a lot of different theories on people of like it means this and it means this. Um, a lot of this stuff um, comes from uh, like they're like, oh, we'll look at these paintings. It points to three specific paintings. Something by Tenier, something by somebody else. I forget. The main one that people look at is. Um, uh, Shepherds in Arcadia hmm. by Poisson, P-O-U-S-S-I-N. And um, God, there was some video I was looking up on YouTube when I was researching this. And it was called like, uh, oh yeah, uh, et, et in Arcadia Ego, uh, which is, I think, on the Countess's tombstone that he found, which is another reference to this painting, which means I'm in Arcadia also. <laughs> and there was a video called that and I start playing and it has this music and it's zooming in on the painting and I'm like, oh good, they're going to talk about the painting. And this like old, you know, scholarly looking guy starts walking up to the painting and he turns around to face the camera and I think he's going to be like, Shepherds in Arcadia, the painting, but he just starts singing. <laughs> singing what? <laughs> I can't play it for you because you won't be able to hear it on your oh, end. Okay. But it's like, it's in another language, but it. Oh, I thought it was just like an ELO me, song or something. I no, no, just oh. like oh, la boule, la and I just started dying. I was, yeah, I was just dying. It's the trollolo guy. Yeah, that dude. guy. <laughs> no, I don't actually. Oh, you um, remember that? It's a meme from yeah. like two thousand three. So there's a bunch of weirdos who in the eighties wrote books, and they're like. And this is where uh, the Da Vinci Code stuff comes a lot, is that it's like, look at the geometry in this painting. <laughs> if I draw a pentacle over this guy who's bending down and then a circle here, 
and then I transpose that onto a map of the region, it goes right through this mountain. But is and that, it's like, is what? that what they were searching for in the Da Vinci Code? They were looking for treasure. Yeah, the, this treasure. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, the treasure turned out to be the secret, not so much the gold. It turned out to just be the secret. What was the secret? The secret, or is you, are the you secret the being movie? that Jesus and Mary Magdalene oh, had children, oh, okay, and right, their right. fucking uh, bloodline should be ruling Europe because Saint Grial in France, Holy Grail. They're like, wait a minute, if you switch the letters a little bit, it's Song Real, which is royal blood. Ooh. The Holy Grail is not a cup, but they're in the, it is a bloodline, you see. Wow. So. You, know, you want to know why I hate Dan Brown? Mm. I remember why? one time reading some interview with him, and they're just like, because remember, everybody had a huge boner for that guy when that shitty book came out. And uh, what is some, like, entertainment tonight, journalist was just like where do you get your ideas like how do you write such amazing yeah. <laughs> books and he was like well what i tend to do is i get up really early in the morning and i drink a cup of coffee and i start writing and when i get blocked that's when i do sit-ups and i'll do you know like a hundred sit-ups and then by the time i'm done with sit-ups i start writing again and then at the end of the day after i've i've uh, you know finished writing i've already worked out too and I'm just, she's like, wow, you can multitask. I'm like, fuck this fuck guy. you. <laughs> fuck both of them. <laughs> fuck both of them so much. I, so I, I hard. Just, I just remember Because that enraged. question is the dumbest question anybody ever <laughs> can ask anyone. It's Where like you get basically your ideas asking from? like, but she was, yeah. it was kind of like, why are you smart? How can yeah, yeah. you be so smart? You know, and it's just like, and he goes, well, that's because I do push-ups in between writing yeah. chapters yeah. of my shitty books. Yeah. Got what happened to that guy? I have a regimen. Perfect. <laughs> I'm a perfect human being. I'm a living God. My body is a temple, etc. It's like, fuck you. So the, right. the secret of the fortune yeah. is still the mystery. And though. then the third parchment, right? this is the first, for, third part, parchment reads um, Just like the ocean under the moon, same as the emotion I get from you. You got the kind of loving that can be so smooth. Yeah. Give me your heart. Make it real or else forget about it. <laughs> okay. I think I've heard yeah. this one before. You, yeah. Yeah. It was made famous by uh, Rob Thomas and Carlos Santana. Oh. And song, Smooth. Okay. So, but, if you, but if you put yeah. like a pentangle and an isosceles triangle like under uh -huh. Rob Thomas's anus. Yeah. <laughs> do, do, where does it point? Like does it, <laughs> does it point to Smash uh, Mouth or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It points directly through Smash Mouth, the guy from Smash Mouth's uh, garden. So let's go dig it up. That's where the treasure is. Yeah, that's where the treasure is. Oh, okay. All right. In, in Dan good. Brown's skull. <laughs> I'm just going to open that up. I'm just going to open that thing up. Uh, so, yeah. So, there's there's a lot of weirdos who are like, oh, it means this. Oh, it means this. Oh, bippity-bop. You know? And uh, one guy who was very interested in all this shit, uh, not necessarily in the Renly Chateau mystery, but just to give you an idea that that area is such so steeped with treasure grail nonsense is that Otto Rahn was a German scholar um, who was looking for the Holy Grail in that region because he'd studied Parsifal, the epic poem by Wolfram von F. F Wolfram Brimley? Eschenbach. Wilfred Brimley. Yeah. 
<laughs> the Holy Grail. It's the right thing to do and the right way to do it. Uh, yeah, no. So, uh, and he's like, oh, the Grail, the Mount, the castle, the Grail castle is on Mount Salvat. And he's like, in real life, that's um, uh, Matsugur, where the Cathar fortress is. The Cathars hmm. being a weird sect of Christianity, although they were very pagan and they believed in reincarnation and they actually believed in like not coming, not ejaculating ever. So even if the Catholic Church hadn't killed them, they would have died out because they just had Wait, sex with Sting all the ejaculate? time. Wait, did yeah. they actually, but they they still had sex. I think they did. There's debate. That's debatable. But I some people say they did like tantric shit where they would just not come. I thought it was like, uh, I read somewhere like that. Sting, like having sex with Sting. Yeah, but I've read that uh, like a lot of Mormons will do this thing where it's just like you insert or some Christians, you can insert the penis in the vagina, but if you don't move, it's the motion that's a sin. So if it's you don't the move, motion in the ocean. Exactly. What is that stupid poem about having a small dick? <laughs> it's like it's not the size of the rise, but the motion of the ocean. <laughs> Whatever. It's like <laughs> that's a myth. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, there's a lot of shit about these weirdos. And supposedly they had a bunch of treasure. Like they may have even had the Holy Grail for some reason that they got from the Crusades and whatever. And uh, they also had this thing called the Book of Love. Hmm, like the Kama Sutra. A wooden book. With, I, no one knows what it was. Because the Catholic Church had the Albigensian Crusade and burned them all. Actually, the at the love? foot of Matsugur, their final fortress. Do you think that was the and first piece of pornography? I don't think it was fucking pornography. Oh. I think it means love in the fucking spiritual sense. Oh, I didn't even know. I that mean, was I'm sure there was contrary tips in there. Oh, you know, okay. but yeah, <laughs> it wasn't a Tijuana Bible. I don't know why you think <laughs> that's it's what that. I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, it's no, like that's a, what it was. Like an ancient titty mag. It was their Bible, you fucking <laughs> savage. Uh, and so anyway, some supposedly there are like a few of them while they while they were being besieged that Montsegur managed to scale down at night the side of the mountain with their treasures, and then give it to the Knights Templar, who then a hundred years later they were killed. So who knows what happened? All that shit. So no but, one found it. So that whole yeah, that whole region it's like steeped in all sorts of crazy stuff. The Albigensian Crusade, by the way, is the one where Pope. I don't even know. Pope Leo Invictus or Pope fucking Sonorius Sergeant Face or I don't I don't remember their names <laughs> was like they're like he's like go kill that whole area that whole region because they're that's where the the heresy the heretics are and it's like well it's uh, Pope your what do they call the Pope your Holy the Father Pontiff Pontiff that's not what you call him no you're like nah. oh yeah they're like Holy Father how do we know who's the heretic and who isn't and he's like Kill them all. God will know his own. <laughs> or let God sort them out. Kill them all like you translate it. Them out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's where that comes from, that saying. Um, so uh, anyway, um, Otto Ron was obsessed with the Cathars, and he was a little weirdo, and he was like a real-life Indiana Jones. And uh, he wrote a book called Crusade Against the Grail, uh, and he was... Do, he was an arch, he was doing archaeology around there, and then he ran out of money. Did he have a bullwhip? He might have. He very oh, well okay. may have. Well, most successful archaeologists do. And Heinrich Himmler read his book, and he's like, yo, this is dope. 
I'm starting a new Knights of the Round Table up in here in Bevelsburg, and we want the Holy Grail. Maybe you could find it. Spear Destiny. Heinrich Himmler hated Christianity. He wanted to bring back paganism. And there's this idea that the Graal, not an idea, it's real. The Graal actually predates, as a holy relic, predates Christianity. It's kind of, hmm. to some, it's like a stone from the stars, much like the stone at Mecca. It's like an asteroid that has powers, or it's like a horn of plenty that just never runs out of food and water. Well, what is the folklore? If you drink from the Holy Grail, it's eternal life. Is that what it is? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Sort of. Depending on who you ask. Yeah. You know, ask Pope Leo Honorius Swanabach third. <laughs> see what he says. Um, so anyway, Heinrich Himmler is like, yo, this is dope. You got, I'll fund all your shit, but you got to join the SS. And Adoran was like gayer than a football bat. <laughs> so that was a little bit of a problem. And he also had Jewish blood. But Heinrich Himmler was like, don't worry about it. We got all sorts of weirdos up here. We're like, cool, bro. We're cool <laughs> over here. We're, we get the bohemian lifestyle. We're doing shit, whatever. So he funded his, he traveled all over the place trying to prove, you know, and, and Heinrich Himmler was like, well, you got to also kind of fit in there that we all come from the Aryan race and the purity of blah, 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 blah. Always got to so fit they did that, that in somewhere. Yeah. So um, he was doing a lot of research and he wrote another book and then he got in trouble um, for two reasons because he was like a pacifist. So he, he would actually like write a lot of letters to higher ups in the SS like we shouldn't go to war with England, guys. This war is going to be a bad idea. Nobody likes war, man. What is it good for, bro? I mean, come on, man. And there and then also he was fucking dudes. <laughs> Wait, okay, wait, wait, wait. So, who are we talking about now? Elrond? Otteron. Otteron. Oh, Otteron. I thought you were talking about Elrond. Okay, Otteron. Are you kidding Himmler. me? You I thought, thought I was talking about Elrond Hubbard this whole <laughs> fucking time? I thought you said Elrond, and I was like, okay. Otteron. O-T-T-O. Okay, R-A-H-N. All right. Otteron. Okay. And he wasn't fucking Himmler, right? I might have been, but I don't think so. I think he was fucking... Just mutual masturbation. Uberstrumfuhrer Karl Wolf, depending on who you ask, oh, but that's what, right. that's what I believe. They went on a couple expeditions together, and many things got steamed. Expeditions, in quotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> spelunking. <laughs> I actually went, I actually paid some weird guide who had some kind of cult in the Pyrenees to take me to the caves that Adoran went to. And there's one that he spent a lot of time in where they have this recessed altar this like man-made altar inside the cave that he spent a lot of time in and before i just go down a rabbit hole with this um basically what happened is that they're like yeah you're fucking dudes and also you're saying shit about peace and we, you're not really like ss material so you're gonna go do uh tour of duty as a guard at like dachau or one of those other bergen belsen or some shit so they sent they sent him to do because normally, if you were a scholar and whatever, like they wouldn't make you do that. But he got in trouble, so they're like, "Wait, wait, you gotta got to go be a." He got in trouble for going to the caves. He got in trouble for banging dudes in the caves. Nothing. No. Oh, okay. He was. Well, yeah. I thought you were just saying he went, he went, to went the, down to the caves. He went to the reason. caves. He went to the caves, but he was also doing all this other shit. Oh, okay, like banging dudes. You could do all more right, than one right. thing. Yeah, you could. Yeah, do well, more, that do makes more. sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So. Um, so they made him be a guard for like, I don't know, six months or something at a, a concentration camp. And he was like, he must have I, loved all is, the nudity hanging outside like, the this shower. Is, this is horrible. 
This is, <laughs> and he like he submitted his uh, resignation, which is basically a death sentence. Yeah, can you and resign then, from being a Nazi? Not really. A few months later, they found him uh, frozen to death in the Alps <laughs> after he resigned. <laughs> so, uh, eh, you going know. on an expedition. Another they're one. like, he killed himself. <laughs> yeah, he froze himself to death out here. Mm. So anyway, there's a lot of grail bullshit out there. And uh, there's a lot of, and here's the thing that happened. Um, the in Rat Scabies in the Holy Grail, I think the guy, the journalist's name is Christopher Dawes. Him and Rat Scabies, they don't end up finding any treasure. But I think maybe two years after he writes that book in 2007 or something, there were some guys that were treasure hunting in a cave about a mile and a half from Renly Chateau, and found about a million. Um, a million euros worth of old ass fucking coins. Whoa. In a so chest. Yeah. So they there really was treasure. a treasure. There's treasure. There's fucking shit out there. There's definitely shit. I mean, there's so many caves. And in looking in those caves, I could easily see how you could be like, I'm looking in one of these caves. Whoops, I broke my ankle. Whoops, now I'm dead. Like, that can easily happen too. Are people there's still a lot of going out there looking for treasure? Oh, yeah, and that- all the time. All the time. It's treasure town, baby. So the guy that you hired to take to, to Otto Ron's mm-hmm. caves, did, uh, was he like, a, I can show you where the treasure is. Like, this is where people go to look for treasure. He had a different idea about treasure. I think he had one of those, like, the real treasure is friendship. Oh, God. That kind <laughs> he of was treasure. running a cult. He had just a bunch of weird, like, young kids living, not kids, but like in their early 20s living in this house with him. And he'd be like, and I remember he was showing me, he had all these like weird looking stones on his like mantle and this altar. And he'd pick up a stone. He didn't speak English that it's great. Like French Charles he'd pick Manson. Up a stone and he'd be like, see this? See this? This is Grail. He'd put it down. <laughs> and he'd pick up another stone. He'd say, see this? This is also Grail. Puts it down. And I'm like, oh boy. Did you have to blow him? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you know what was interesting I read about all this is that yeah. so most people will never know the real story. No one will know the real story of Sonny and his fortune. Uh, the truth of which he probably took to his grave because that guy passed away January 22nd, 1917. I thought right. this was like in the 1600s. It wasn't even that long ago. Well, I mean, it's you know, over 100 years ago, but still, 1917. Yeah. It's like uh, early 20th century. I I thought for some reason this was like, you know, centuries ago that all this occurred. Well, I mean, it was, but well, I yeah. mean, it's still happening, you know? It's totally did. Treasure don't go away, pal. You know God. what I'm saying? Do you know what that yeah. entire intro kind of reminded me of? But, An episode of Drunk History, but our own version <laughs> of it, which I'm going to call yeah. Rotundo History with Dean Harrison. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> It's like where we will discuss a historical event, but we're both kind of rotundos. Yes. So that's what it that's what it comes out. We're not drunk. I'm not drunk at least. But uh, so I a, have a, I lack have the ability to follow a linear structure <laughs> in explaining any topic. <laughs> Unless I really fucking force myself to. I am just whoop a pa you know? Yeah, I'm like a little fucking early Tarantino just all over the goddamn place, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Fuck. So Rotundo History with the yeah, Harrison. there you go. That, that's there another segment. <laughs> mm. Well, I hope you learned something, people. 
because I yes. didn't. Um, mm. People, this episode 744 here, Sick and Wrong. We have some news stories coming up next. We have some phone calls a little later in the show. You know the spiel. Uh, but first, here's a word about our Patreon page. Do you need more Sick and Wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a Sick and Wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better Sick and Wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sickandwrong. So the first story we have here, I was sent in by Mark. He says, when things get desperate for Harrison on lockdown, dot, dot, dot. Um, I don't even think Harrison would do this. Woman who had sex with three dogs claimed she didn't know it was wrong. You know, plead ignorance. Why not? What I thought you were going to say she didn't know they were dogs for a second. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean, what else are you going to say? It's like you, yeah. you plead ignorance because are you going to be like, well, actually, I'm a uh, professional canine sex surrogate. You know, what are you going right, to do? Yeah. It's like, just say, I didn't know it was legal. Yes. You know, it yeah. works fine in Arkansas. Yeah. Um, Carol Bowditch was filmed having sex with three different breeds of dogs. She gets around, this woman. Mm-hmm. Um. She claimed that she didn't even realize it was illegal. And maybe it isn't in certain parts of England. I don't know. Is, it, do, is bestiality illegal all, in all of England? Because I imagine Wales, they get a pass, you know? Um, I'm not sure. It's uh, Wales. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they do. Oh, I thought you meant Wales like the animal. <laughs> like you could fuck all animals. But God help you, if you manage to fuck a whale, then that's yours. You you own that. You know we're not going to charge you with that. Okay, I if you feel can pull like, that off, yeah. I thought you meant <laughs> no. I meant whales. Like the Welsh okay. get a pass for bestiality. Yeah. But I like that better. Like if you actually swim in the ocean and just fuck the shit out of like a beluga whale, it's like you're good. Yeah, I'm actually impressed that you're able to do that. Right. You know. Um, but yes, Carol Bowditch. 64 years old, was filmed having sex with a St. Bernard, a black Labrador, and an Alsatian German Shepherd. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, we had an Alsatian German Shepherd as a young, mm-hmm. as a, as a young boy in South Africa. We had one named uh, Benji. It's a big dog. We've heard dog. about your racist dog. Yeah, yeah. he was very racist, that dog. Yeah. Uh, also, never fixed. He had massive balls. Big, mm. huge balls. Um... Her activities were exposed as a result of an RAF police investigation, which centered on a man identified as organizing bizarre sex parties where the owners would bring their dogs to have sex with, this, with women, and then they would go and have sex with the women afterwards. Mm. So, like, the dogs would warm them up, and then they would just go have uh, sex with the women afterwards. Nodding. Yeah, is it? I, w- I wish I could have gone my entire life without knowing what nodding is, you know? Oh, nodding. That would have been yeah. so nice. Yeah. That would have yeah. been so nice. To <laughs> it's just just something go I wouldn't want to Blissfully ignorant of that, you know? My God. So is this when, like, mm. dogging just is taken too literally? You know, it's like when you're like, mm. just if you really, really want to, like, take dogging literally, 
this mm. is what happens. Sure. I mean, I, yeah. I don't get it. It's like, mm. could you imagine being invited to one of these parties? I, I think I would just barf. I would never want to see something like this. this. Oh, this was a party? Yeah, it's like party. they, in, in this you area. You get enough of these people together and you can get them in a party? Yeah, I can't they, even get, like, my God. You the know? owners would watch the dogs a small place. have sex with the women <clears throat> and then they would have sex <clears throat> with the women. You know? Um, details of the event, I guess videos, were posted on an internet forum that specialized in bestiality. Everyone wants to have sloppy seconds to a fucking golden retriever, you know. <laughs> Ultimately, the investigation led police to visit Bowditch, and uh, and when her home was searched, they found a DVD, a USB drive, and uh, which contained footage of her with the dogs. So that means mm. that the police had to like traverse these forums. To, you know, bestiality forums to go find these people. And then do you think the rookies had to look through all the footage to see if they recognize somebody? Like, who has to do oh, that absolutely, part? Absolutely, yeah. The lowest person on the toilet. <laughs> it's just like, uh, yeah, mm. we got about 36 hours of bestial homemade bestiality yeah. <laughs> films for you to watch, rookie. <laughs> yeah. um, when the DVD an was... high a hard drive yeah. here just, <laughs> <laughs> just for the terriers, all right? I wonder if they're like funny about it and they're like, here's some hand cream. Go have some fun. Right. Um, when the DVD was analyzed, it was found to contain extreme images. Uh, the images portrayed people committing penetrative sexual acts with dogs. Vile. Uh, there are images of the defendant herself carrying out sexual activity. Uh, in an eight minute, 59 second video, it showed Mrs. Bowditch engaging in vaginal and oral sex with a St. Bernard dog named Oscar. Hmm. Oscar the St. Bernard. Do I we bet need you to know the dog's name. <laughs> I bet Do you, really you don't to... start with Oscar, though. No. I bet no, you work your way up yeah, to yeah, Oscar. Yeah. It's like the Basset Hound, and then it's like the Labrador, probably, and then eventually. You got some mini bosses before <laughs> you get <to> the... <laughs> You can handle Oscar. St. Bernard, yeah. You know? Um, just for the, the advanced bestialist. Uh, when the defendant was interviewed, she admitted that she How do had... you know I have a subscription to that magazine? <laughs> advanced bestialist. Yeah, <laughs> monthly. Uh, when the defendant was interviewed, she admitted that she did have penetrated sex with dogs. She accepted that it had taken place over several years but she said she had no idea that it was illegal. Like, I'd love to have heard this. Like, I'd love to hear her. She's like, what? Mm. Really? I, since when? Mm. No, that's a, we're not allowed to do that? What are you talking about? You know, and, and everyone's just kind of like. This is really a nanny state. I mean, yeah. things have gotten crazy. I no idea. Yeah. God, what happened to Liberty? Um, she identified the dogs. She said, uh. Yep, I had penetrative vaginal sex once with that Labrador over there, twice with that Alsatian. I had vaginal and oral sex with the St. Bernard, and I did reverse cowgirl with that pug over there. And she just pointed. She knew all the dogs. You know? You made. You made I was up. lying about the pug. <laughs> I don't even know how you do that. <laughs> I thought it's like, mm. uh, you know, it's not the size, it's the motion. You know, what was that? It's the motion. <laughs> <laughs> I forget how it goes, uh, and that was only like yeah. 10 minutes ago. 
It's um, not the thought of the knot, <laughs> but the motion of the ocean. <laughs> it's not the thought of the knot that you got. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, so yeah, she, uh, she, she, she identified the dogs and when, when it was descriptive of the type of sex that she had with each one. Um, there are at least eight photographs of her having sex with dogs and 30 moving images. So a lot of movies there. So that means everybody at this party just had their phones out, just videotaping. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, check it out. She's with Oscar now. It's like, oh, they're all excited, you know? Mm. Um, Bo Ditch was 64 years old. She's from Evadon, which is near Slayford. I'm not quite sure where oh, that yeah. is. You know where that, that is? It's like no. uh, <laughs> yeah. a lot of dogging, literal dogging yeah. goes on there. Mm. Uh, she admitted a charge of having sexual intercourse with an animal uh, from uh, November 2011 to 2014. She also admitted to possession of 37 extreme pornographic images. Uh, mm. Daniel Galloway, 65, of the same address, admitted to aiding and abetting Bowditch to have intercourse with an animal. These two people are someone's grandparents. Hey, this is like probably someone's nan and their and their and their their grandfather. You know, you think so? Do you think probably? They are? Like, could you imagine? Like, she's sixty four, he's sixty five. Would you be able to get past that if that was your grand? Like, if it was your granny, Granny Harrison was just you know, uh, she she fucks some dogs, all right, every now and then because she's bored. I could get past a lot. That, <laughs> you know. <laughs> So wait, you win. You that would be like you get a scotches? Christmas card. You get a Christmas card, maybe <laughs> like I, and I avoid, uh, you know, phone calls and you went to you a know, sleepover dinners. Oh, house. of course, I do a sleepover. <laughs> yeah. It's like I don't like Granny's Worthers. They're all mm. sticky. Um, <laughs> she and Mister Galloway have suffered considerable public humiliation. They've been ostracized by their friends and family. Not surprised there. Uh, they've suffered that added element of punishment in which uh, a less salacious case would not be present. So listen to this. This is typical UK. What are they arguing that for? Are they suing somebody or something? No, they're, they're, when they were you know, arrested for this, they oh, were okay. trying to give them, mitigate their sentence. Oh, I so see. This like, is we've like, been punished enough. Yeah, they've been punished mm. enough. This is typical lenient sentencing in the UK. Mm. I, mean, I swear to God, did they used to like chop people's heads off there? Like, were there <laughs> well, I guess the guillotine was You'd in get France, chopped but... into into four different pieces. Yeah, like hung and, then and buried like at four different crossroads, you know, on each part of the country. Yeah, there something. was a period yeah. where yeah. justice was harsh. Now it's like you go fuck three different breeds of dogs and you're given a community order with 12 months supervision and a 16 week nighttime curfew. Like that, that was it. That's it. Wait a minute. The whole thing was house arrest? They didn't have to go yeah. to real jail? No prison. This is like typical UK justice. No wonder mm. people are fucking cheap there, you know? Mm. Not surprised. I hope she's, and it didn't even say like, you're not allowed to own a dog. It's like, no. I mean, you shouldn't fuck dogs. It should be illegal, but I don't know how draconian you need to get in punishing it. A year yeah. in prison, I would say. Okay. Right. Yeah, one year. It's like you fucked the dog. Sorry. You've, and not only just one dog. It's like if she just fucked one dog. I mean, there's like hours and hours of footage of her fucking multiple breeds of dogs. She should get a year in prison. Yeah. Just for animal abuse alone. Uh, Judge Michael Heath, passing the sentence, told Bowditch, 
What you engaged was, first of all, unlawful, and secondly, disgusting. I am the told evidence that you have received, before the court. <laughs> you have received yeah. public humiliation as a result of this publicity that this case has attracted. That does not surprise me. And there you go. She gets house arrest and a nighttime curfew. Oh, my God. There you go. That's just No treats after dinner. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) What do you got here for the second story? Well, I got Massachusetts man accused of shooting neighbor. In UPS driver disguise. Is that Robin Hitchcock? Yeah. And the Egyptians are solo. What was his band again, Robin Hitchcock? I think it was like Robin Hitchcock and the Egyptians. I remember oh, that God. one. Yeah. Was he in the Soft Boys? I don't know. I might be getting mixed up, but. I think I got a solo album by him once that I didn't like it. But, yeah, anyway. A Massachusetts man accused of fatally shooting his former neighbor disguised himself as a UPS driver while hiding his rifle in a box. Hmm. Didn't you do that when you uh, served people? Like, kind of be UPS or Amazon delivery guy. Yeah, because Amazon delivery guys can kind of be anybody. But you had your dick in a box. Yeah, I had my dick in a box. <laughs> You've been served. Um, by like my dick. Song. You've been served <laughs> by my dick. Excuse me, oh, sir. Oh, open oh. the package. <laughs> yeah. Police and uh, prosecutors say Robert Bonang, 61, dodged a surgical mask, a gray wig, as well as brown pants and a jacket. Is that like the a UPS employee? Is that the French pronunciation of boner? Bonet? Bonang. Oh, Bonang. Okay. Yeah. All right, a little bit different. Yeah. Before ringing the doorbell of 59-year-old Lori Melchionda's Braintree home and shooting her several times early Wednesday. Ooh. This, my parents, when I was born, well, not when I was born. When I was adopted, my parents lived in Braintree. Hmm. Massachusetts. So, yeah. Uh, Melchionda, who was shot in the back and the head, was later pronounced dead at a hospital. The former school nurse most recently worked as the head of health programs for Weston Public Schools and served on the local Board of Health. What, why did he have to dress up as a UPS <clears throat> driver? I think he was trying to make it so that people wouldn't know who he was. Right. And make it more likely for her to answer. I mean, I do it so that people open the door for me and that I could serve them. Right? Do you ever try like clown suit or something like a clown suit or? No, never done that. But I've done. Um, <laughs> I've done. Uh, <laughs> you should try. It. I've done a. I've done a florist. A flor. Oh wow! Is there a bunch of flowers? Yeah. This because this is a woman who was. Uh, she was. Uh, I don't know if she was a property owner or a manager, but she was super elusive. And there was this apartment she lived in uh, kind of near on Griffith Park Boulevard that was she was almost never there. And if she was there because she, she was always getting sued by small claims court by people like yourself, uh, she never answered the door for package people or whatever. But I was like, oh, I, OK, I have an idea. 
because I looked her up online. She was, I don't know, you know, woman in her uh, late 40s, early 50s, something like that. Uh, early 50s. <clears throat> and I went to Ralph's and I got a bouquet, <laughs> which I changed, charged as part of my expenses. And uh, I went to the, you know, door and I'm like, yeah, I got a bouquet here for uh, such and such. Because I'm like, she's going to answer for flowers. Right? It's a weakness of all women. It's an Achilles heel. I, that's what I was banking on. And I was right. <laughs> and, but that point, I, I had wasted so much time trying to fucking track this woman down. I didn't even give her the fucking flowers. I'm just like, you've been served. I took the fucking flowers with me. Oh, you kept like, the flowers? Fuck you for wasting all my time. I kept the flowers. <laughs> Fuck that shit. You know? Oh, that's she amazing. wasted like oh so much of my time for what it was what I was what did she say God. when you got her I don't know I was I just I walk away right away I don't want to get oh. fucking stabbed or not punched or <laughs> yeah Kill like I, I as soon as the, ta- the things in their hand I'm fucking done dunzo right <laughs> peace out um yeah so um burp, burp, burp. a teenager babysitting nearby said she saw Bonang and was quote uncomfortable about his appearance, which looked as if he was a, quote, fake UPS driver. <laughs> how, wait, how could you be a fake UPS? It's just like brown shorts and a brown shirt and a hat. There's, you know what I mean? Like, they they have a particular shade of brown. They have particular, like, they have a particular uniform, right? Like, I've, I thought about going UPS driver at one point, but it's like, with just like ah, I got a brown shirt and uh, I don't know these brown slacks. You you could easily. I tried to do it once and I'm like I look like a fake UPS driver, so I'm not going to hmm. do this. I'm just going to go Amazon route. They have a picture of the guy, um, dressed up in his thing. No, yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering what he's wearing. No, I don't think they arrested him while he was in disguise. No. <laughs> Robots in disguise. Also, he had a gray wig on, so you know, like what. You can we are already in the state of being where you can walk around in a mask, which makes it way easier to commit crimes. Right? Yeah, I mean, why not? It's yeah, legal so a mask. do you really need the like fucking fright wig? You know, I mean, was it like when it, like a curly afro wig, or was it more like a Sam Elliott type of like mullet? I don't know. I have a gray wig in my closet, and it's like a it's like an old woman wig. Yeah, but do you use that for like sexual pleasure? No, I I was gonna be I was gonna be uh, Zyklon B Arthur one year for Halloween, and that was part of the that was part of the costume. You should still do that. It proved too annoying and difficult to put yeah. together, but yeah. Um, so beep 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 beep. A fake U.S. UPS driver who was carrying a quote weird box that didn't look like other packages. Hmm. So. Uh, and and that's like to have a baby, a teenager baby sitting nearby. So she looked so he looked so weird that she like met, looked up from like fucking her phone, right, and noticed him and being like, "That looks like a fake UPS driver," you know. Well, I think I also would have been, imagine? you know, clued in on it if he didn't get into like one of those ups trucks and he got into like a that's Ford another Pinto that's another big yeah that's another big part yeah that's another problem yeah you know amazon's just easier because you can get an amazon hat and pretty much anybody can deliver amazon shit yeah so, i mean it's like uh you yeah. know uh so yeah the young witness uh said 
She then heard screaming after Bonang rang Melchionda's doorbell and saw him shooting from the box. Whoa, so he, that was like, that's like mafia style. Like yeah, he had the gun fu- in the box. In the box. Nice. That's pretty dope. Yeah, yeah that's, that's like a hit. Yeah. That's like uh, Agent 47 shit. You ever uh, play Hitman, that game? Oh, yeah. The, the ball yeah. guy. That, that the goes ball around. guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's that... like you'll just like, it's like, oh, there's a doorman. So you just stab the doorman in the neck with like a poison dart, and then you like drag his body into a trash can, and then you put on his clothes, his outfit, and you're a bouncer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, then it, and then like once you're inside, then you like... <laughs> Then you like, uh, I don't know, kill the janitor and then dress up like the janitor. And, you know, <laughs> it's great. Um, yeah, and you have to hide your weapon and all that shit. And don't you have so to yeah, hide another, the bodies? Yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah. Another resident saw said he saw Bonang fire a handgun six times into the lawn outside the home. Why into the lawn? I don't know. Huh. Did he have the handgun in a box or was it in like a stuffed animal or something? It like said at the beginning he had a monkey. rifle in a box. <laughs> oh, hmm. and that must be why she, why the babysitter thought it was a weird box. Because it was a shaped. long box with a rifle in it, and he probably had his hand inside the fucking box so he could pull the trigger. Right? <laughs> <laughs> of all the ways to do this, yeah. you'd think there'd be yeah. easier ways, you know? You'd think so. Um. You could just, yeah, you could just go Stab up there her. and then it's like, I have a package for, and then you pull the gun out of somewhere else and you just bang, 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 doom, done. We're shanker, like prison style. It's not that hard. Well, then you won't know if she, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess you, you wouldn't know if she's It's harder to dead. guarantee. Yeah. And especially if, if you're in a suburban neighborhood where everybody's watching. So uh, Bonang, who previously lived across the street from Melchionda, was later taken into custody at gunpoint. While he has cooperated with investigators, Bonang has yet to provide a motive for the shooting. <laughs> so he randomly picked out this lady. No way. Well, he lived across the street from her. Chances oh. are he had some beef. Yeah, you know? yeah. And he didn't want he didn't want other people he moved out of there or whatever, and it sounds like he didn't want other neighbors to recognize him. That's why he wore the wig. That's where he wore the wig. That's the why outfit. he had the whole fake, you know, thing. Um, so Bonang, who is arraigned via video Thursday, pleaded not guilty to murder and illegal firearm charges. Well, he's hiring he's his own attorney. Definitely guilty of being a shitty hitman. Yeah. Well, cause I've done, <clears throat> I gotta tell you, I've done things where it's like, I took a process serving job last minute and I really half-assed it. I think I showed you a video of one where I was really half-assing it. Cause you were like. That box is barely taped together. <laughs> like I had a package and <laughs> like you pull it out of the back of your car. Yeah, that like was like, I don't have my Amazon hat. So I'm, on just, it. I'm just going to put on this smash mouth hat, <laughs> you know, or like whatever hat I happen to find. Cause I don't have hats, you know? Uh, <laughs> and they're just like here. Oh, here's a box. that's open. I'm going to haphazardly tape it together. And you know, here's a clipboard, but it's not really a clipboard. It's just a board, you know. So it's happened. Yeah. It's happened. I mean, why not? Yeah. Uh, it like instead of that, you know, how that little like weird digital computer that the package people have. It kind of looks like, like an iPad, tablet. sort of. Yeah, it's like a tablet. yeah, it's thicker though. Yeah. 
you know, I'll have like a speaking spell instead of one of those. <laughs> Just walk up with yeah, one yeah. Of, look really uh -huh. official. Yeah. So uh, he Bonang had lived on the street with his elderly father, who died in 2014, and neighbors characterized him as an introvert who rarely stepped outside. Hmm. Bonang's sister, Catherine, told police in 2009 that he had been institutionalized more than once as she reported an alleged domestic incident between the two. Wait, between the sister and him? <clears throat> That's right. Oh, well. And then um, in t five years later, Bonang's sister called Braintree Police again to ask that he be involuntarily committed to a mental hospital saying he was showing signs of delusional and paranoid a behavior. All right, well, that explains a lot, because now it's probably yeah. like shadow people or something, you know? Right. Where he thought she was a cockroach in a skin <laughs> outfit. Yeah. You know? That's probably what happened. So what happened to uh, Boning I've got, I've got a delivery of tender vittles for the cockroach woman. <laughs> <laughs> Pow. So what happened to Bonang villain here? Mr. Bojangles. Um, he just, he's been arraigned. Oh, so murder. he's just saying. Pleaded he's not guilty. Get, yeah, he's probably yeah. going to get not guilty of a reason of insanity. Sounds like it's it. a pretty rare thing to get. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, he, he mm. sounds like he's incompetent, though, to stand trial. So I bet you, I mean, if he has a history of it. He's competent enough to, like. Well, to get a UPS. Yeah, do a half assed disguise assassination, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's. Uh, <laughs> So I want to know, know what the like, beef like is. really you have to be like you have to be like with a lot of times with that to get not guilty by reason of insanity. You have to be like completely naked and, you know, uh, covered in a frappuccino and just walk up to somebody in the middle of a public square and then just like fucking f stab them in the eye and Pull then out their fuck, throat like roadhouse yeah, yeah. style. Yeah, and like fuck their belly button, you know. Like you really just gotta like go all out because like the sh the fact that he wore a wig and there's like premeditation there. Yeah. yeah, that's like he doesn't want to get caught. Whereas insane people don't care one way or another if they get caught or not. So, now well, most UPS drivers are wearing some great clown wig, you know. Yeah, <laughs> right. Put a little more thought into it next time, Mister. Yeah. Bojangles. Mm -hmm. uh, people send your stories, stickaroundpodcastgmail.com. We have some phone calls coming up next. You can call the Stickaround Hotline at 323-522-4032. But before we get to that fascinating segment of the show, here's a word from Adam and Eve. Hey, guys. It's me, Stephen. I'm a huge fan of your show. Thanks to your awesome coupon code, Diddle. I can buy myself loads of good sex toys. Since both of my wives died, and my Luke Eric's disease got pretty bad, let's just say things in the bedroom got pretty boring. But thanks to adamandeve.com and coupon code DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, I'm now a new man. Thanks. 
So you got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. The first call we have here is uh, Pearl. Remember Pearl? Haven't heard from her in a while. Of course. Yeah. Called in with a, with a work story. You know, she's no longer working at Taco Bell. She's at like a supermarket now. Okay. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. that. Yep. So here's a, here's a supermarket work story. Mm. Hey, daddies, it's Pearl. I'm calling on my break at work because I, God, I just had the most miserable, miserable thing happen to me. I was coming back from my break, the break before this, and I noticed that a woman was walking kind of slowly, and she was a heavier set woman, and I typically walk slowly, so I didn't even notice it, and I walked right past her, and I went to go to my station, and then I ended I wonder if uh, Pearl has to wear a mask at work. Probably. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But you know, some people not only wear masks, they also wear those visors. They got to do both. I've seen that. That's pretty cuckoo town. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a little wacky myself. But I've always seen Asian people doing that, though, to be fair. You know, you're right. Yeah. I've only seen Asian people doing that. That's and right. they started the mask trend. Is this like the next level? They did. Yes. Huh. Yeah. Well, it protects your eyes, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can get it in your eyes, my- like in 28 days later. Yeah, it's just like he looks up, it drops into his eye. Yeah. Something like 10 minutes later, it's like, hey, there's this woman in the camping section that keeps falling over, and I try to help her up, but she's having a lot of difficulties, and I get some help. So I said, sure, and I um, turned to my coworker and told him to call AP because typically when someone's falling over, it could be a health emergency. I thought that maybe this woman was having a stroke. Like, I, I didn't know. She looked older and she looked fat, and like, automatically think stroke. So I walked there, and I am met with the wafting smell of piss. Ooh. And it's like sick, like the, the nastiest urine smell. I wonder if this is a homeless person or just like an a senior citizen that, that had an accident. She pissed herself? Sounds like it. Yeah. Mm. But I mean, like San Francisco, oftentimes when you're like downwind from certain homeless people, it's like the worst amalgamation of odors. It's like B.O., piss, shit, fart, just all in one. Summer breeze makes me feel <laughs> fine. Rolling like a hobo in my mind. Like a, a, accumulated urine, it's just so gross. And, and this gentleman's like trying to be so nice to help this woman up, and I'm trying to Fuck help him. We're, I'm, I'm waiting for AP, and I ask him, you know, this woman, like, are you okay? Like, I'm trying to get and see if she's responsive. And she looks at me and she goes, Oh my god, she looks at me and she goes, Your nails are beautiful. Where do you get them? And I realize that this woman is so drunk off her ass. In my store. Oh, she's wasted. She fell down and pissed herself. Yeah. And possibly more, because why would she stink? Yeah. Just from pissing herself. Yeah. Sharded. Maybe like a a piss shart. A piss shart. Did she just say that? A piss shart. Did she just... Did she say piss shart? No. It sounded like she just said that. Okay. Yeah. This woman is so drunk off her ass in my store that she pissed herself pissed and herself. is falling over in the camping session and that's why she was walking slow and that's why she wasn't moving because she was so drunk that she couldn't go any faster so of course AP- does your st- store sell toilets why would you just go in one of those toilets <laughs> you know they sell toilets or a bucket or something i would have done something right. like that you know <laughs> I'm sure they sell buckets I-, I think it's like when you piss yourself when you're so drunk it's 
you piss yourself. Yeah, you just piss right? yourself. Yeah. God. So haven't done that in about two. Yeah, weeks. Yeah, I've never done that. I don't think. No. Luckily, so. Around and their security is unable to step away from the situation. Come to find out about 10 minutes later, once they get her off the property, that was not the first place that she pissed in. She apparently pissed where we keep the teapots. And it was, oh my God. Wait, what? she pissed in the teapots? What? Whoa. God, I what, wonder did she take they... them out of the package and shit? Like, what the fuck? I don't know. I wonder if they still, like, Free just kind of washed them off and sold them. Mm. Still, like, kept them up on the shelves. Oh my God. <laughs> Like in the middle of coronavirus, the last thing you do is wander drunk into a fucking supermarket. But no, I was she a, wearing a mask? A portable custodians had to clean two puddles of drunken pee, and I just happened to, you know, help this woman up, and it was, it was, it was so gross. It smelled like cat piss. It didn't smell like regular piss. It smelled like cat <laughs> piss. It was just disgusting, and I. I Oh, my God. I had yeah, to take an yeah, extra, extra five minutes break to just yeah. wash the smell off. It was disgusting. Anyway, keep it sick. Keep it wrong. <laughs> have a good day. Would you have done that if you worked at that store and they're just like, Harrison, you got to go clean that up? If I needed the job, I probably would have. I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I could do that. I remember at the Gold Club, there was a guy named Rich that was a bouncer. Or no, he wasn't a bouncer. He was a, a barback that became a bartender. He worked his way up. Really nice guy. I think he works for the post office now. But anyway, I remember chatting with him, and he was telling me his first day as a barback, his first day, there was a bathroom that was on the first floor that was kind of like, it wasn't the main bathroom. It was like a satellite bathroom. A lot of the girls would use it. And uh, this drunk dude went in there, and I guess he defiled the bathroom. And a girl went in and was just like, oh, my God. And she went mm. and grabbed the manager. Apparently, this guy shit all over and then wrote in feces, fuck these whores. Yeah, I think you yeah, told I me the told story. And they made him clean. They tried to make him clean no, it he up. Did. He did. His first oh, day, wow. he cleaned it up. Would you have just walked out? Wait, no. But the, the manager. They, I, I thought they tried to make the customer clean No, no. Somewhere. The manager was oh. like, oh. got the bar back. He's like, you got to go clean this off. Mm. If it was my first day, I mean, I guess if I had worked there, I know, you know what? I don't even care. I'm not cleaning shit off of, and not that I'm too proud. I'm just not cleaning someone's shit. Every time I've quit a job, a lot of thought has gone into it, like thinking about it for weeks or whatever. So I don't know if I would quit a job like spur of the moment. As I've gotten older, I've gained the ability to just like do stuff, like turn my mind off and do stuff. You God, know, I don't know. I, like, ah, oh, I gotta go jerk off this adult baby, but I'm just gonna turn. <laughs> I'm just gonna turn my mind off. You can just disconnect, I, like compartmentalize. Yeah, I didn't actually do that. <laughs> um, but uh, there, there is some part in uh, in like the unedited uh, autobiography of Malcolm X that they released later, where they cut a bunch of stuff out. Where it's like he jacked off an adult baby. He's a hustler in oh. Harlem. I don't know if he jacked him off, but he did some stuff for him. Like he'd be like, he was such a hustler. He'd be like, "All right, I gotta go, you know, sell some coke to these prostitutes, and then I gotta go do this thing." And then there's like some rich adult baby who I gotta go to his house and like give him a hand job or do something weird. I don't remember, but Whoa. it's something like that. 
Yeah. That wasn't in the the Spike Lee movie, I don't recall. It wasn't in the yeah. Spike Lee movie, that's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's in the uh the uh, editors It cut was it and it wasn't it wasn't in like cut. the version you read in high school either. It was like one of the things that came out in the last like 10 15 years where they just had a lot of the stuff that was cut out was in there. So. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Man. Anyway, uh good luck with that there. God, that's not that's gnarly. Yeah, Pearl. I hopefully think. Thankfully, you didn't have to do the cleaning. Pearl, you're like. Quit. Well, I thought she did. No, no, they custodians. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I was about to say she's like Malcolm X, but <laughs> not really. Uh, yeah. This next guy's like Malcolm X. Here's uh, Chris, the poly guy, talking about his experience with trans women. Hey guys, it's Christopher, the poly guy, calling in once again. Um, just calling in in response to uh, Alberta Girl's recent call uh, regarding uh, wanting to explore her boyfriend's uh, fascination with trans women. Um, it, that's that the I woman think, who had the I, boyfriend who's like who wants to fuck cousin it or whatever, right? Yeah, like, 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 I like want to you dress to, up and all this stuff. Uh, and then, I want you to dress up yeah. like Wolverine's arch enemy Sabretooth. Sabretooth. Put whatever. on all his fur. And but whatever, then now yeah. he's into like trans women. So okay, it's, right. Yeah, he's you know he's 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 turned a corner, and so now she like yeah. I think she called in asking for your, for advice from you. The time that yeah, the time to get into that is like not when you're dating a woman, or like a, a biological woman. <laughs> yeah. The time maybe. to get into that is when you're like single and not. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and dating yeah, a trans so. woman. Hmm. I have quite a bit of experience with this, so I thought I would call in and offer my own advice. Um, first off, stop saying fucking tranny. Oh my god, every yeah, goddamn yeah, time you said she. that, like, holy shit. I would you are such a fucking Alberta person. <laughs> uh, um, Do they say that? Oh, yes. I've, Stop saying yeah, I, uh, I don't, don't even uh, object to that shit anymore just because I do in my mind that I don't. Because if I do, somebody's like, Cyrus has become an SJW. He's an SJW. And then I end up sending death threats to the person and it becomes a whole thing. And I'm just prefer to avoid that you know i never i mean we used to say it a lot on sick and wrong and i just mm -hmm. i didn't really know it was that offensive and then when you mentioned you were like mm -hmm. there you know it's actually a really it's a pejorative it's an offensive term i was like oh yes. shit you know mm -hmm. kind of like when we switched to, from rotundo you know to from a right. retard to rotundo it's like we're making an effort that's what we're trying to do not that we're social yeah. justice warriors just making a conscious effort i prefer to make fun of people and make p people feel bad for um, what they like and choices they've made, not who they are, who they determined are. by birth, right? That's exactly. that's what I yeah. yeah. So a good I, I'd like to make people feel bad that way. So yeah, like how they live their lives. Mm -hmm. The term "shemale," either it's incredibly offensive. Um, Shemale. Who says that? And like, okay, so I'm gonna preface this. It's by not saying, like, a thing to say. It's not, I wouldn't say it's incredibly offensive. You know, who says shemale? I haven't heard anyone say that in a long time. I don't think I've ever heard any people say it. I think it's like, I you know, uh, I think I've heard it in like movies. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he ordered three hundred dollars worth of shemale porn on his 
<laughs> you know, like whatever, like stuff like that. I don't, I, don't, I would just, I don't even know my reaction. Comes I don't think I've ever heard anyone be like, oh, look at that right. she male over there. Right. You know? <laughs> As someone who has tr- many trans friends, uh, I have trans in laws. I have dated a few trans people over the years. Mm-hmm. So. I have some experience here. Yes. Stop saying fucking tranny. Also, if you're looking to add a trans woman to the bedroom, uh, like threesome type deal, when you go on that that search, don't, don't specifically say like, oh, like we're, we're looking to add a trans woman to to the bedroom for a threesome blah 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 blah. and like like don't emphasize that because trans people in my experience generally don't like their dysphoria being or gender identity being fetishized well i mean isn't that kind of common with like anyone like I've heard, what like, he's saying is true and this is kind of why i was just saying in the call of alberta chick like just watch some Futanari porn, Futanari hente porn together. Because what you're, if you try to actually make this shit happen, there's too many like delicate things to step around and it's too annoying. Because if you're going on like scumbag websites, you're going to find somebody who's either going to rob you or you're going to get fucking gonorrhea. And if you're looking on like FetLife for actual people that are, you know, Probably just regular them. trans people. Yeah. You don't know what you're doing. You're going to say the wrong... Th- just, just don't do it, basically. <laughs> you know? It's too. It's going to be too annoying. It's going to be too hard. Just don't do it. Yeah, but I mean, uh, you know, mm. what if... So you don't think a, like a trans escort would be a good route? That could be a good route. I, I don't, I'm not sure where you do that now. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's gone. No um, more Craigslist. But, I mean, when I say it's a good idea, I mean, how much does he need to indulge this? Yeah, why you not know? just watch porn and just kind yeah. of have fun doing that? Just, like, why can't it strap, strap on, on or something? Yeah, why yeah. can't you? Yeah. I it just, I don't know the extent, I don't know the, the ins and outs of his new extent interest in Extent of this. his predilection here, yeah. Yeah, so. Don't do that. If that's what you want, like, if you want a trans woman for a threesome, fine. Look for a trans woman for a threesome, but don't emphasize the fact that they're trans. Seek someone out and just be like, hey, we like you. Would you like to... Yeah. (laughs) That's a little creepy. You just walk up to somebody and just be like, hey... We like you. Right. I don't know if that works like that. Maybe buy them a yeah, I mean, I, I, I know one thing that I, um, you know, attracted me to, to trans people once I started hooking up with them, which was just kind of randomly uh, initially. It was drugs. Was, it was drugs. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was drugs and the fact that the drugs are like, I need to have a sexual encounter immediately. And women are usually like, eh. Well, let's. I don't want to get murdered. Slightly apprehensive when it comes. Other to that. people are less caring about that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, 
I forget. I had. I don't even remember what the fuck I was going to say. Something. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Just don't oh, say right. she yeah. male. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember one thing that that uh, that I liked about them, just getting to know them, was just the fact that uh, they are extremely traumatized, generally from having horrific childhood things and rejected by their parents and stuff. So they have self-loathing that you know is you can bond if not more than my, matches mine, if not more than mine, and also at the same time a self-confidence that I admire. Hmm. So it's it, that is you know I found that hmm. yeah I like that. I'm not advocating like being dishonest about your intentions, but like just don't I don't know don't be gross about it. <laughs> anyway, fuck Alberta and fuck their pipelines. Fuck the rig pigs, BC yo. Oh, the rig fuck pigs. the rig pigs, buddy. What the fuck is that? that? I don't know. You've heard that bad. Is that like, is there a new oil pipeline? That, like, what is that? Or is that? I don't you know. know. I mean, I, I know there's that, that Alberta pipeline, but have you ever heard that band Rip, Rig, and Panic? No. That's, a, that's what it was reminding me of. They were on hmm. the young ones. Uh, well, thank you there, Chris. Uh, very Yeah, and if, when you're reaching out to Oscar the St. Bernard... Make sure that you're interested in him beyond just being a St. Bernard. <laughs> Where'd it come for a circle? You know? Well, don't yeah, objectify yeah. Oscar. Don't be like, I've yeah. always wanted to be nodded. You know, it's like, don't. Yeah, yeah. Don't be gross about it. All okay. right? Yeah. It's just, uh, he's mm. just a St. Bernard trying to do his mm. job. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you, Chris, for that. And Alberta Girl, I hope you heed his advice. Uh, yes. Next call we have here is, uh, is a girl who's sounding off about her opinion on the last podcast on the left, which is probably one of the most successful podcasts of all time. They're gifted podcast hosts. We try, I, we try to avoid speaking of yeah, whatever Yeah, I, I don't even know if we could ever even come close mm. to being at mm. that level of podcast excellence, you know? But... bottom money, <laughs> my God, you know? Anyway, here's a, yeah. a last podcast fan yeah. who's sounding off on her opinion of them. It's Wednesday, my dude. Anyway, I'm calling in to say... Fuck last podcast on the left. Seriously, fuck them. Like, we already know they're, like, the shittiest fucking podcast. The pinnacle of podcasting, if that's what you mean. And, like, number one, like, don't compare yourself to them. Number two, like, don't compare yourself to Do we ever do that? I mean, you and I do it when we're like, oh, are we going to cover this topic? It's like, no, we can't because they covered it. Yeah, last cunt on the left did it. There's a but, lot of that. There's a lot of that. Off business. mic, you know, on mic, we're yeah. very professional and courteous. Because it's like if, if, I don't know, Sword and Scale <laughs> covered it or whatever, you know, that doesn't matter as much because, uh, well, A, that guy hates women. And also, B, that's like a serious true crime show. Whereas yeah. we're in the we're like a goofy fucking whatever the fuck morning oh, zoo true crime morning zoo crime show. Wait, we're not um, serious. No, I always thought it was like hard hitting journalism. The yeah, show. yeah. Just, God, all right, okay, all right. I can go with that. Yeah. <laughs> but Rotundo yeah, history. If the last cunts on the left did mm. it, we're gonna avoid that topic. That's typically how we do it. Usually, yeah. yeah. Rogan. 
I mean, fuck. Let's talk about last podcast for a second. Like, I was with them from the beginning, and in the beginning they were good, God. but they ultimately fucking sold out. And now I can do a fucking episode. The whole Spotify thing just like exacerbated their shittiness. If I had oh, to they hear, went fuck. they went exclusive on Spotify. They're not even on the it's SoundCloud or whatever thingy anymore. Uh, yeah. Wait. So they did Spotify they, just get a deal with them? Like they did? Yeah. Did they yeah, do the like same just thing with be exclusive on Spotify? They well, they did a different thing with Rogan. They bought Rogan. Oh. I don't know what the deal is with. I hope to Christ Spotify didn't buy Last Podcast on the left. They probably did. Last when well, I think they signed a thing because Last Podcast on the left is now a whole network of all these. They they have a storefront in Brooklyn where they run their record oh. all their shows in. So you know, God, yeah. I hate I hate that. They, I hate when podcasting becomes a commodity. You yeah. Know? But Joe Rogan, I mean, he's the mm. prophet of podcasting. Now that yes. that guy is a whole different level of podcasting. I don't know if we could right. ever even get near that. You know, mm. <laughs> it's like Moses with the Ten Commandments of podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> Do you? I, I, I think I forgot to send you that clip. But there's a really funny clip of of Joe Rogan, who just smoking a cigar and saying mm. that people that wear masks are bitches. And Bill Burr is just going off on him, like, oh, really? you know, just yeah. making fun of him. Yeah. And you're just like, who would listen to that guy? Like Joe Rogan yeah. in front of his American flag, you know, smoking a cigar. You know, I've it's noticed like, a lot of other podcasts go out of their way to not say anything bad about Joe Rogan because the people who like Joe Rogan are into it and they take offense. Oh, I don't lost, even give a we shit. We just lost... 37 <laughs> listeners I seriously just don't give a what shit. You just said. if you're into yeah. joe rogan you're probably yeah. not into this show i mean his yeah. show, i just don't under, i don't get the I appeal feel, I, I mean last podcast i understand the appeal it's like they're talking about serial killers i think they're awful and i think we're awful but mm. i think all podcasts are awful but joe rogan i just don't get it i used I'm to listen to last podcast before i started doing this show then when I started doing this show, it's like I can't really listen to other podcasts. It hurts my soul to do that. <laughs> uh, to, to some, to most, most, for most of them. But uh, no, uh, yeah, I used to listen to last podcast, and <clears throat> it's mostly the fat guy Henry, who's like he's just one of these, you know, improv comedians where he's just kind of like lightning uh. in a bottle. He just can be very funny. But it's it's one of those things where it's like as they got big, once they got their Patreon, they became kind of like. You know, like Jay Z putting out his album about the best places to get lobster in the Hamptons because he's just like so, you know, there's literally just a Jay Z song about that. Yeah, he's just so far like, like Eminem, where every oh, yeah. album is about how he has a new album. You know, it's, it's, they became, they got to that level of shit. So, yeah. you know, they're gods of podcasting. What do you expect? That's right. You know, Anyway, they have one disenchanted fan here. That's good. That fast watch motherfucker say, I don't mean to malign anyone. It's just annoying. <laughs> Bottom line is, you guys are like the best fucking podcast. I would probably end it all if it wasn't for you guys. Like, you guys get me through my day. You get me through my commute. I appreciate you. And I hope to God you guys never make millions because I don't want you to sell out and have a shitty podcast. I'm gonna sell out in like two seconds once we start making millions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just to, just to let you know, okay? Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I'll give you a number of a suicide hotline or something. Right. Yeah. This is happening to Joe Rogan and 
two last podcasts of the last. So. Yeah, but Joe Rogan was never cool. And have you ever heard his show? It was never good. And that guy's like, he's such an arrogant twat. Sure, he kicked the shit out of me. I'm sure he would. I don't even care about that. Last podcast, um, Cunts on the Left would do it too. But like that podcast actually, you know, maybe it was decent at one time. I was never a fan because I hate podcasts. But, but a lot of people say it was good at one time. But Joe Rogan, I don't even get it. It's, it's, I'm not that demographic, I don't think. I'm just not that familiar <clears throat> with the trajectory of his show and his. Sh- I mean, I, occasionally, if if he has a guest, I really want to hear from. I'll I'll watch it, and and it can be tolerable just because if there's a good guest, he doesn't say much. He just like whoa, so like <laughs> whoa, you know, yeah. So as long as just as long like as that's the weed. case, then wow, all right. I never thought that. Yeah. Just the fucking or, American flag in the back. Just everything. And the people about that it. he's got on, you know, like Joey Diaz telling <laughs> story. Like, you know. So then I came back from the bathroom and I punched the guy. Whoa, you punched the guy? Yeah. I punched the guy. You know, and it's like, what am I listening to? Why? And just the whole like smoking weed on air because I'm a rebel that can the smoke listener, weed. Our it's... listener, we just got a counter of listeners. Where it's just like quickly... <laughs> these guys are like, yeah, now yeah. you're making me feel self conscious. Okay, we lost 247 listeners uh, in the last two God. minutes. The counter, it's just it's just going crazy right now. If our listeners just yeah. dropping off. Fuck them. You guys are the best. I love you. I love you, D. I love you, Harrison. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. And fucking don't sell out ever, please. All right. I love you guys. Bye. Oh, we're trying to sell out so hard. It's just not working because <laughs> no yeah, one wants to buy us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we try we, to we, sell. We advertised on Spotify and we got, and got like zero oh, yeah. results. No, yeah. seriously, we're wearing we're, we're yeah. mini skirts on Sunset Boulevard. Nobody yeah, gives a shit. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, it is. I, I, I'm grateful to this this uh, listener. Um, although she did, she is the reason why I'm not visiting my parents. This really? Summer. Yeah, because she remember she was like, I work in the COVID ward and it's full of old oh. people that. Oh, it's okay. Okay, got but it now from their adult a, children, and I'm like, uh, now it's. A, I know who you're talking yeah. about. She's a great yeah. listener, actually. And um, I have to tell this to my parents, which is okay because I don't really feel like going there right now. But uh, I'm like, yeah, she said because I don't remember exactly what she said. Somebody, yeah, she said, I don't know. There's old people, and they got it from their uh, 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 adult babies. Or something. I, I, I don't remember what she said. It's something, right? Well, your parents so are into get... adult babies? Is your dad? That's his thing? I, yeah, I don't know. I'm assuming you oh. fly in a plane anywhere. There's at least going to oh, be yeah, six yeah. adult babies nowadays. God, I'm going to so. wear a visor on a plane. Mm-hmm. I'm going to borrow right. your like, plague doctor mask. Mm. Anyway, thanks for that. That really does wonders for my self-esteem. I feel so appreciated now. Right. You know, it's, it's great. Just they for... need us to suffer. Yeah. Exactly. We we needed that. Mathos pathos. <laughs> All right. Last call we have here. Um, speaking of uh, people who appreciate us, here's a listener you appreciate. Hey, this is your award-winning Marshall Islands reporter again. Um, oh, fuck me! I thought I had to give you one more call about the Marshall Islands. One one more, one account of act. Did he say he was done? Like he he was did. Done with Marshall Islands. I knew stories. he wasn't done. I knew he wasn't done. <laughs> 
I knew Just it. Just when he thought it was safe to leave your home. Yeah. Look who comes back here, all right? He's probably not even wearing a mask, this guy. Yeah. We helping the Marshallese, so you never know. This Maybe this will give you a little warm, fuzzy feelings inside. So anyway, um, the Marshallese had a bad habit of going out on these rickety old fishing boats, you know, powered by rubber bands in the middle of the Pacific, and sometimes never coming back. Don't they go out there to go find pearls? Like in the clams. There's a story about this guy. I think it's called uh, Alan Clottermain in the Lost Strain of Syphilis. <laughs> I think he mm. found it, though, several times yeah. on that island. Mm. Oh. Well, man, that didn't really bother me because I'm sneaking. You know, fewer guys, it improves the sex ratios a little bit. But but I was working on helicopters out there. So um, one time when a few guys disappeared, I went out as part of the crew looking for him and um. Make a long story short, we found these dumb fucks. Um, got them back to shore. They're kind of rough shape, but you know, nothing too serious. You know, nobody got their seventy-two mermaids or whatever in the sky. Whatever you get in the Marsh Islands. So, um, <laughs> eighteen. But unfortunately, um, can't really sing Kumbaya and give the story a real happy ending because. Um, what, did he fuck one of these guys when they were, like, recovering or something? Yeah. Just put his balls in their mouth? I don't know. <laughs> I'm I just fucked his daughter in front of him for yeah. $12. <laughs> Jesus. Later, I'm over on the island where most of the Marshallese live. Um, told you about the island slum. About 10,000 people. and um, He is kind of like Brando in Island of Dr. Moreau. He is, Kind of yeah. walking around. <laughs> Do you think he wears all white when he's just walking around the Marshallese? <laughs> he's got some deformed dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> like a dog boy that just kind of follows yeah, yeah. him. <laughs> and a whistle to make him back off. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm in this bar there. And there at bar is like a rotted old picnic table. And can any beer you want as long as it's Budweiser. And there was a sign of a beer, beer sold there. It's not bad. And um, one of the guys was on the boat walks in the bar, and um, he recognized me right away. I started talking to him, and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, save this dumb fuck from being fish food. You know, that should be good for a little quality time, you know, with his you know, daughter, niece, dog, goat, whatever. Jesus Christ, I called <laughs> it. I can't believe I called it. I knew it. He was like, as soon as the guy came over here, the guy's like, thank you so much for saving your life. You know, God bless you. He's like, you owe me. Let's talk about what you're, how you're going to repay me. You have no money? How about your daughter? Your niece is real purdy. <laughs> She's got a real purdy mouth. Mm-hmm. The guy's like, no, please, sir, please. <laughs> he blows a whistle and the dog boy attacks. Oh. I let this guy know what I'm after, and um, what does this worthless fucker say? He just goes, um, I have money. Can you buy me a beer? I'm thinking, fuck, what a waste of good shark bait. Needless to say, never got his beer. So, anyway, that's it. That's your hard-earned tax dollars that work there. <laughs> but anyway, maybe at least that first part of that story melted your little plastic hearts a little bit. That's it. Bye. Yeah, that was a very heartwarming story there. Yeah, thank you there. <laughs> Thanks. It's impossible for that guy just to have a feel-good narrative, you yeah. know. 
I was actually kind of excited at the beginning of the show talking about something I, I interested in me. And now it's like, <laughs> what? I don't want to do this anymore. I don't like this. And then it just Fuck degrades, this. you know, by yeah. like hour and a half into it, you're just like, God, what was it? It's like I the guy wanted shower. a beer, but he thought that was too much. Is that what the end no, of the story was? No, he wanted was? to like I mean, sell his daughter into like sex slavery or something. Like, no, I know. He wanted, he like wanted to fuck slave. the guy's daughter, but the guy wanted a beer in exchange for it, and that was too much? That was for, what I heard. <laughs> that, what did you like hear? What, what, how what did the story end in your mind? I think what happened is the guy's like, can you buy me a beer? Because yeah. he saved him, and he's like, no, you owe me your daughter for sexual favors. And the guy just was like, well, that sucks. You know? I don't think that's how it ended at all. How did, I, think what's the guy, your I think the guy wanted the guy was like, Oh, okay, but yeah, you're gonna have to buy me some beer. And then uh, Marshall Allen Tony's like I can I can do it for one beer on the other side of the island and he left or whatever. You don't think he ended up uh, scoring with his daughter? No. No That's what it sounded like to me. I don't I can, it's hard for me to listen to this idiot's <laughs> fucking stories. But that's how I what I came away with. Either way it's fucking you know, fuck him. I mean, that's the thing. If I you're going to fuck the Marshallese, just don't be gross about it. That's I mean, everything that's what... you said about Joe Rogan being a bad show is now invalidated. <laughs> this is a bad show. Oh, no, this show's the this, worst. Yeah, it's like this is the nader of podcasts. Yeah. I'm, I'm not even going to like Joe Rogan seem like cereal. OK, <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. No, I just think Joe Rogan's lame. Whereas we, no, we are like the nader. It's like base level podcasting here. Yeah, you know, we're we're Let's not trying to, to this aspire. Fucking song of the week. All right, come on. <laughs> anyway, um, thank you there, Marshall Island Tony. We always love to hear from you, especially Harrison. Uh, people call the sticker on hotline three two three five two two four zero three two. Best way to support the show is by becoming a sick and wrong patron. We do appreciate it. We actually do. And we're trying to put out some more content as much as possible. Actually, this I uh, hope his, week, his helicopter crashes like Kobe fucking Bryant. All right. <laughs> That's what I hope. <laughs> I don't, That's my he wish for do you. It? Is he even like on helicopters anymore? Is that, is that what he does? Like, what does he do now? I don't even know. I don't know. But I'm sure every now and then he has to get on one. So maybe. And right, that's maybe. and that's when I'll be using my fucking Charles Manson hair totem. Charles my Manson spells, pubic hair. My magic. Yeah. <laughs> so. Anyway, go to patreon.com slash sick and wrong. If you want to hear the full story of the roaches on Monday when we recorded last week, we did the Patreon. It just had happened. And I was in a mood and Harrison and I ended up recording the Patreon and I kind of go into and recount the horrific tale. Of the roaches. So that's the type of thing you get on the sick and wrong patron. I'm going to serve you with a lawsuit next week from the makers of Joe's apartment. Just so, you know, <laughs> so you're ready for it. You should. Uh, Patreon.com slash sick and wrong. We appreciate you for uh, supporting the show. Helps us out. Uh, finally here, uh, sick and wrong song of the week. I'm going to dedicate this one to myself. Um, this is uh, kind of my, my suffering that's been going on this week. Uh, the song, I Love Living in the City by Fear. It's all about Los Angeles. And I think they even mentioned cockroaches on the walls. So it's very fitting. Anyway, we're going to end the show with that. It's from uh, their their um, amazing record, actually. So it's a, if this is like a, a, an epitome of punk rock. 
the record, 1982. That's when it came out. Anyway, Fear, I Love Living in the City, Song of the Week. People will be back next week with episode 745. Till then, take it easy. Sick and Wrong, the podcast, brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation.